Hey everybody, thanks for listening. This is Robert for Dallas Design Sprints on the Dallas Design Sprints podcast. We're going to be starting up an interview series with a number of people that I met during the Virtual Design Sprint event pilot, event pilot, pilot event, uh, that occurred back in November. Uh, I'll probably post these as soon as I have them up and ready rather than kind of put them on a schedule. And I hope you enjoy them. I, I always love talking to other people about how they do design sprints and what they're all about. This particular one is going to be starting off as David Hall. He's the founder and CEO of PostObject out in San Francisco, California. He's all about product design and strategy. He's also a newly design sprint facilitator. He's a he's pretty interesting in terms of how he apply, approaches this craft, also how well networked he is. Uh, and we go into a lot of topics relating to design sprints, so hopefully you enjoy it. If you have any feedback for me or David, feel free to post after this has been up and leave your comments, and we'll see you in a little bit. Thank you very much, David, for coming on and talking with me. Uh, you are the founder and CEO of PostObject that's based out of San Francisco, California. You want to tell us a little bit about what that's all about? Yeah, sure. So uh, PostObject is a product design and strategy consulting firm. At the moment, it is me um, by myself. Um, we just launched, let's see, probably late September. So we're kind of, well, when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> I'm in kind of the early stages of getting everything launched and um, just doing a uh, some client work and a lot of biz dev and a lot of working with other sprint designers actually at the moment. So how are you planning on positioning yourself in the market? What's going to be something that you're going to come, come with your business dev on in terms of, you know, your, your, your value proposition to customers and to businesses? That's a great question. Um, I've been working on it a lot and I don't know that I have it hundred percent solidified. Um, I don't know that I actually, that you ever can have it perfect. I think it's something, at least as I find now, that it's always changing a little bit. Um, but a lot of my background, so my background is in product design, and I've worked out here in the Bay Area for a lot of startups, um, small startups, bigger kind of enterprise companies. I've done a lot of work for um, SaaS companies and working on tools. and. I also have had a large focus probably in about the last four years on healthcare. So um, those are some of the, those are some of the clients that I'm working with specifically. I know um, the more people I meet that are doing sprints, people are doing things for like all kinds of different areas. Um, everything from like working with um, nonprofit orgs, um, doing stuff, um, kind of changing the world things. There's a lot of people doing more like business consulting style sprints. And I think for me, really the focus, at least at the moment, is more on product teams, um, product development, SaaS, and enterprise. Interesting. So you're seeing this, the, the design sprint process being applied in a lot of different types of environments. Is there, is yes. there a particular, uh, is there a particular direction you're seeing design sprints go that, that looks and sounds pretty appealing or, or seems to have some promise or at least has, you have a curiosity about? Yeah, I, I think there's a ton and it's, 
it's more recent that I've seen this, especially with things like the um, Google Sprint Conference uh, in October, meeting a lot of folks around the world, um, literally who are using this either as part of their business or as the focus of their business. So I think for me, being based in San Francisco, I see sprints a lot with you know companies that I've worked in, inside of and with a lot of startups, especially with Google Ventures here. Um, that's initially how I learned um, Sprints was working with the Google Ventures company. Um, but seeing a lot of the work that people are doing around the world is really amazing. And it's beyond what I had even just imagined Sprints could be applied to. Um, there is, I don't necessarily know if I would call them a company. Um, well, they're, they're a company, but um, I'm not sure how they self-identify. It's kind of an artist collective tech collective um, based in Paris called Lay Laptop. And they do a lot of really amazing work. They've got a team of UX designers, artists, um, other kinds of designers and business people all kind of collaborating together um, almost in like a, uh, a work share space. Mm -hmm. And they, they do a lot of client work from what I understand. And they're not only doing design sprints, um, but they do use a lot of design sprints and they work with Google on that as well. Um, but one of the things that they shared with us recently at the conference was they do a lot of for good nonprofit work in the city of Paris and kind of seeing how they organize like hundreds of people into week long, multi week long sprints that are kind of, it was kind of like a mix of a hackathon and a sprint and just kind of like, very large collaborative nonprofit work in a way was really kind of amazing. And it's not all for software. It's not all for product services. And so I think for me, I was a little bit aware of that stuff before, but more recently is the first time I'm really seeing it being applied to a really wide range of areas. It's really interesting to hear because I was, my next question to you was about the process and how it's evolving. I mean, we were both familiar with AJ and Smart's 2.0 version mm -hmm. they've been promoting and, and teaching about. But I, I'm like you, I've been seeing the process being uh, applied in not only in different disciplines, but also different circumstances. And I even see some people taking part of what the design sprint does, like the recipe for that, and, yeah. and combining it with things like Scrum, combining it with like empathy mapping, and, and just kind of using different mixtures of of, of process to get the kind of outcomes that people are after. Um, how do you kind of see the process evolving over time, especially going into 2019? Well, I, so I think probably in the last year, I became aware of AJ and Smart's work with the 2.0. And I love that as an approach, working as a consultant, it's great because a lot of times getting a full week of buy-in from a team is impossible. Um, that even was a lot of the case a lot of the times working in-house. It was just really hard to get a lot of people there for a full five days. So I think they've been able, especially working with Jake, to get things kind of refined and, and down to four days where two of the days are kind of mandatory. Um, so I think that's been really helpful. And I found even just from myself doing sprints before, I was doing the five day sprints in house, but it would be like basically one or two days was when we would get 
the stakeholders and most of the team there. And then the re- like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was when the product team would kind of continue the work. So it's been nice to be able to kind of get that purposely put into a couple of manageable days instead of trying to just kind of make it work. Um, so I think that's one thing that's been exciting. Google, I know Google has their their own team that's internal that works on sprints and trains sprints within the company. And they have, I don't know the website, I'll send it to you for show notes or something. Okay. They've, they've got a really great resource um, that Kai Haley and her team put together um, that's, they're internal to Google, but they've made it available to anybody. It's kind of a list of a lot of their recipes, how they approach things. And what's really interesting about the ways they do it, and I specifically am saying like multiple ways, is you know they're working within Google, which is a huge, gigantic company. And even though it kind of originated through Google and Google Ventures, you know they've got to figure out how to apply this thing at scale. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't, I haven't used or tried maybe even like half of the things that they have of their recipes and um, workshops. There's a ton of great stuff that applies to especially like bigger organizations. So that's yeah. worth checking out for sure. I think you're talking about the design sprint kit, the one that, yes. that, that, yes. that they had out, they, they did a refresh about a month and a half ago. And I'm, I've looked through it too. And it's, it, it is definitely a, a, a giant leap from where it used to be. And the, the old version was pretty useful too. Um, I think they're also looking at it from the perspective of this could be a, a cultural shift in terms of how design is perceived by business. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I think it was Sabrina who I was talking to earlier, Sabrina Gorsuch, Gorsuch from, um, from, Berlin. from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. From Germany. She was talking about the, uh, the agency out there, the, 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 the two women that are leading the agency called the six. They're currently mm-hmm. talking to Google about doing some sort of uh, like, design like and i'm and i'm paraphrasing so i may not have this correct something where there's design sprint chapters in different cities so that it can be similar to what i'm i'm kind of uh elaborating on in our virtual sprint next week about a design sprint referral network what they're looking for is a way of being able to connect like-minded practitioners and other folks that facilitate design sprints into a network where they can all collaborate and communicate and probably provide a foundation for that uh, design sprint conference that happens every year. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that too. I love the six, they're, they're great. Um, I actually just got off a call with them about that exact thing maybe an hour ago. Well, so, serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're awesome. So they've, they've done so much great work. They're based here in San Francisco and New York. Um, so they're operating on both coasts and they're working on putting together a network um, it's not just people from the conference, but I think it kind of stemmed from there where we all, you know, getting together in a room and you see there's like, I don't know, I think there was maybe like 100, 150 people, something like that. It was pretty small, but also kind of enormous when you think about like all the people here are interested in this one specific thing. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of us, it was kind of the first time we're seeing like, wow, okay, this is like, this is kind of our tribe, you know, in a way. And, it, you know, it, it wasn't completely inclusive of everyone in the world. 
as you know, it, nothing really can be, especially they're getting started. They're just kind of piloting the conference, but it was super amazing to see. I mean, for me, a lot of things that I go to conferences, workshops and things like that in the Bay area, it's a lot of people from the Bay area, even bigger conferences, or maybe like New York, LA, stuff like that. Um, but for this conference, it was, you know, very few people, even from California, maybe like a handful. And, you know, the majority of the people were from everywhere in the world. Um, they had a map up on the wall with a Polaroid. I saw that uh, picture. Yeah. And it just was, there's people just, it was amazing to see where everyone was coming from and, you know, all the different perspectives and how people were using it. Um, you know, they talked about how sprints work in other cultures. Um, a lot of the differences between like, let's say like even California American culture versus like New York American culture is still pretty different, but like, you know, how do some of these things work when you get to Tokyo or Brazil or Germany or, you know, all different, different cities, different countries. And it was just kind of amazing to see all of these folks. So I think what they're trying to do is figure out a way for us all to connect similarly to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's not quite the same venue, um, but the same spirit. Right. And one of the things that has really stuck out to me and really struck me is every single person that I have talked to who either is running a company doing only sprints or who is working in a larger company, like even Home Depot. Um, there are even some like giant banking chains, which I was very surprised uh, at first. They have teams that are like dedicated to running sprints for the whole company. And so all of these people, every single person that I have met and talked to is really excited to meet other people doing the same thing, which is really cool and kind of rare in my experience. It's a great affirmation to see how other people are doing it too. Oh yeah. To, to reflect, to, to know that there are other practitioners that are in your same, in your same, in your same discipline. And I imagine that the, the Google Design Sprint Conference was amazing to be at. Unfortunately, I wasn't on the map, I think, at the time that they had announced it. Uh, plus, mm. I got the sense we'll that change people... change that next year. Yeah, I hope so. But um, the thing I got from the attendees that were there is that they had real skin in the game. Some people yep. have been doing this for two or three years and had built viable businesses with those and have kind of put their, their name and their brand out there. So they were really vested into, into how this is a game changer from both a design and business perspective. Yeah. Um, the, the one criticism I had of that conference was, is that it felt a lot like the early days of the Usability Professionals Association, where no one took research and usability seriously. So they created their own uh, group to kind of to share techniques and uh, approaches to usability and how to get the right information from interviewees and so on. It had a little bit of that, and it kind of feeds into my next question for you, especially since you're starting out with uh, post-object. There's an aspect of design sprints that sometimes doesn't get fielded enough, and that's the language of business and how that what we do as design sprint facilitators translates into real business uh, business results. Uh, yeah. I know that that uh, a number of people are starting to see that field as lucrative, meaning that if you're a like you're a designer by trade, that's your what your background speaks to. 
mm-hmm. and you need to get into the business of selling them or at least showcasing how it saves time and money or really puts the, the, the dot on the map around the, the opportunity or the challenge. Um, I see that as the next frontier for people that do this to really understand how to market it, how to speak to it, how to use the language of say like how Jonathan Stark does where you, you specialize in a particular aspect of design sprints that's unique to your strengths. Um, for your particular company and where you're going with things, um, how do you anticipate being able to talk to uh, you know people in your network and people that you meet about the value of design sprints? How do you know? How do you normally talk to people about that? And uh, in, in how do you think you're going to move forward into next year in terms of saying this is this is a why it differentiates from everything else? I mean, how would that how would that align with what you want to do with your company? Okay, so that that's a lot to unpack. Uh, but let me, let me, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was such a long-winded question. It was really I'm good. So sorry. Like all, all of those things. I'm like, yes, I wanted to that. It was really good. So I guess, oh. okay, so first, just kind of if you could quickly clarify how, how the relation of the early IA stuff is a criticism. I'm not quite sure what you mean. So I, I'm, I fear that there's a bubble being formed by design sprint facilitators where okay. they feel that they have the special sauce and everybody else doesn't understand what they do. And that's a, that's, that's, uh, that's a blind spot that can be created and easily manipulated. UX had that where they felt like they were at the center of everything. And no matter how much they institutionalize user experience design in some enterprise companies and some bigger companies, it never really got the traction that, that it needed to do. Yeah. I just fear that, that the design sprint facilitator or design sprint uh, movement or, or whatever you want to call it will, will stop getting that momentum if they feel like if, if there's some dogmatic obsession with how it's done. And I don't sense uh-huh. that right now because people can see how it, how it differentiates and how you can mix and match it. But that, that's, that's what I, I have a hesitation about. I see. Okay. So my opinion on that from the conference was that was kind of, well, there was a lot of great things about the conference. But one of the things that I took away was the desire and the... I don't want to say truth because that's not really exactly what it is, but maybe the fact that that's what we all don't want. Um, And for me where that became clear was very little of the conference was focused on how to do a sprint or like sprint techniques, sprint, whatever. Right. It was a lot of people that used, Sprints, yes, and there were some case studies about sprints, but a lot of it was there's a lot more than just a sprint. A sprint is made up a lot of different stuff, and it's not always, you know, it's not always the way to go for every problem. And I think for me, a big takeaway was how clearly everyone felt that we don't want this to be a solution in search of a problem. And so for me, I felt like that was a very positively addressed, you know, potential of sprints, like you're saying, like, you know, there is a potential to get a bubble of, of kind of that, like, we all know it and it's our, our secret sauce. But I think for me, I didn't experience that. It was very much the opposite. Mm-hmm. And 
kind of also to the to what I was mentioning earlier with just like real honestly like how open and friendly everyone was at the conference um you know people were like very open to sharing how they do stuff what they do um what they work on who they work with stuff like that um so there was not really kind of that like air of secrecy or or you know um bubble-ish kind of a feeling for me yeah and um I remember I, I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, it does. It, that, it was yeah. it, it kind of stemmed a little bit from Michael Dingle's article that he wrote recently about why he's breaking up with design sprints and yeah. how it basically he addressed the notion that it wasn't it was being used as a silver bullet and being applied in such a way so that it was meant to it was meant, it was being marketed as like a, a a kind of like an all all in one encompassing solution for design problems. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely a danger of that. Um, just as with anything like design thinking or UX or like anything that comes out and gets some momentum. I mean, even tech in general, right? Like there's always this kind of period where there's something that's like new and shiny and there's a lot of people kind of mucking around with it. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, yeah, we don't know so much about that thing. We'll wait and see. And then, it, you know, the thing gains some traction and then everyone's like, like let's buy some shovels and go dig for gold. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that happens in, in not any profession, but in a lot of professions, especially within design and, and um, software and tech. And it's definitely, it, I mean, it is something I think about too, but I think part of it is at least the way I look at it is trying to not use sprints as a problem or a solution in search of a problem. Yeah. Do you, do you think, and, and, and then there was the, the question at that long, uh, that giant uh, statement burger yeah. that I gave you before I actually asked the question. Uh, yep. <laughs> how do you, how do you, from your perspective, how do you have that business conversation about what design sprints can do? Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's multiple conversations. So, I think my general approach, and tell me if I'm kind of getting a little off track here at any point, um, but I think the way, the way I typically approach it is, first of all, at least at the moment, I'm staying pretty solidly within product design companies as far as like my target market. Mm. So if you develop software, um, software as a service, if you're making apps, if you're, if you're building tools, um, things like that, you know, you've got engineers, designers, product managers, that's mostly who I'm working with. So I'm, I am very interested in doing kind of like nonprofit and for good stuff, like maybe with the government or education, but at the moment that's not really who I'm largely looking to talk to. If it happens, that's awesome but it's not, it's not my main focus. So I think within that group um, that I'm working with, I'm really kind of looking to see, that's a lot of kind of just natural, organic meeting people and networking um, and kind of seeing who's, who's working on stuff and who's got what kind of problems. So a lot of it for me is having the conversation because I have experience, I have a, you know, I don't, 
maybe 11 years now. I'm something around (laughs) over 10 or 11 years of working in design and product development. I'm really familiar with a lot of the problems that we all face. And so talking to companies, my, my main, my main jam or, you know, my main interest is just understanding like what's going on with your company. How are things going? What are you working on? What are obstacles? What's getting in the way? And, and, you know, how does that affect your company? How does that affect your team? And if some of those problems are things that I know I can help with and the design sprint helps with those problems, then great. And let's go ahead and talk more about that. No, it's not always the case. And, you know, it might be to my detriment sometimes in the short term, but for me, kind of like my approach to that is if you have a problem that's not like immediately obvious to me that like a design sprint or something like that can help you, I'm not going to try and sell you on something that you don't need and that's not going to work. Um, short term, you know, that means maybe turning away clients and referring them to somebody else. You know, it might be something that like a UX designer could come in and help somebody with, right? Or maybe even just like, oh, you know, you need a couple engineers and a PM to really kind of help focus you on what you're working on. But I think for me in the long term, I care more about really helping people with the right problems that I know I can solve and kind of building longer term uh, relationships with clients. Sounds good to me. When can you yeah. stop? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a similar vein, but I, I'm taking a slightly different approach because I'm, I'm in the same vein you are. I'm, I'm a solopreneur and I'm doing design sprints as well. But I, I, my tack is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm actually not using the language of design sprints when I'm engaging people. And yeah. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of outcomes and pigeonholing myself into particular things that I know I do well. But if I, if I come across a conversation where they ask about doing, I have a number of people that contact me about UX design and development and being able to execute on existing, uh, existing projects, I always refer them to other people. Yeah, same um, But with, this, with my company, I mean, I, this is going to sound like a really strange analogy, but it's kind of apropos. Let's say that you you make the analogy that uh, there's this old time uh, village, Asian village somewhere that is basically getting you know beat up by ruffians. Like they're basically demanding money. They're they're roughing the townspeople up. They're they're just causing you problems, and they basically need to find a solution to this. They need a hero, or they need like somebody to defend the town. They don't really care how that person does it. They just want the yeah. town to stop. So you could, you could, in comes in the person that maybe is wielding a big mace and that say, yes, I've done this before. And they look, they look, and they look impressive. So they have their technique that they go about it, but they're just looking for the outcome that's being desired. And they, the how is, is secondary. Yeah, so, exactly. So people, especially depending on if you can bring it back to modern day, you, I had a conversation with someone that was in biz dev that really just talks about, they're talking about nothing but 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. They're looking at internal spend and trying to align what they do uh, with, uh, you know, the, the, where executive, the executives want to take them, what they want to market, 
And getting from A to B is something that they usually have internal resources do. Well, if they're downsizing and they don't have the, the help to do so, how can they do all the things they want to do on their agenda with much less? And that's where I know I can probably help immensely. Yeah. All the, all the strengths that I have, but it's, it's kind of, it's almost kind of not speaking about design sprints as a hush. Like, nope, don't want to, don't mention anything about the, the five, the, like the, the sticky decision or anything like that, because people will gloss over on that. Um, well, I think that kind of happens with any kind of specialty thing, right? Like my dad's an engineer and he can talk about tool design for airplanes to like <laughs> the most specific degree with yeah. his friends. And I'm like, I, I get it also because I do design and I work with engineers and, but I don't totally get it. Right. So when it gets into the specialist language, it's very easy if you don't care or you're not involved in that specialty, just kind of gloss it over. Right. Um, you're very aware of time at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, exactly. And, and so I think that's a good approach. Um, I think that's approach. I, I do see a lot of people doing it um, similarly. So if we're talking 2019 around the same time and post object is now almost, it's over a year old, where do you see your company going? Um, I think so kind of high level goals for me the first year, I just want to be able to like maintain like uh, stable income, kind of a steady client base and working on uh, kind of similar problems to what I'm focusing on today. Um, as far as the actual sprint work goes, um, some of the more exciting stuff for me is I'm very interested in complexity and complexity science, although I'm not a scientist. <laughs> um, but I like those kind of uh, problems, uh, bigger systems problems. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what that means as far as where I will be going with sprints. Um, but I know at least on a, on a product level, a lot of the work I've done has been around software tools and very complex systems. So, and it's kind of, my interest has kind of started out in the early days, kind of focusing on, okay, like, you know, with design, we got to get the UI right and icons and kind of visual stuff. And then kind of stepping up maybe like, like going from like, uh, you know, the powers of 10 where it's like very focused microscopic on a specific problem or like on the world and that kind of zooms out a level a little bit. Um, so like for me, that's kind of been my general focus is kind of zooming out a little bit at a time. And so I see, I don't know exactly where that's going to lead, um, but I see my interests also getting into helping teams, companies, businesses work better in order to do better work. So applying, maybe even like applying sprints to processes and not just software and services. I've done a little bit of that in the past, so that kind of intrigues me. But I think the bigger, the bigger picture for me is learning the business, growing the business, um, getting kind of steady client 
space um, and learning how to run a business, you know, there's, it's funny because I think that's definitely a newer side of things for me, having mostly worked in design and in-house. And I've done plenty of freelance work, but it's very different than running a business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, it might sound ridiculous, but there's enough to do, or it actually might sound really simple to a lot of people, um, but there's enough to do just running the business that I could just do that you know, and there could be like a whole team of other people running the sprints themselves. Um, I don't know that that's going to be the case for me, especially within the first year. I think kind of, this is kind of like dream thinking, right? It's not a solid goal or a plan for me at this point, but year one is probably just me. Year two, it would be interesting to start looking at having about like four or five employees. Go for 10. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, logistically like the operations side of stuff I'm super into. Um, so I've got to kind of figure out what is that magic number to get like sprint teams and et cetera. So you've always got like the right amount of people for the rotations. Right. But just kind of ballparking kind of like a small team year two would be kind of interesting, but we'll see. If people want to follow what you do and keep track of what you're writing about or learning about, where should they find you online? Right now, my biggest presence is actually on Instagram and second is Twitter. And both of those are at post objects. Okay. All right. So great. David, thanks you very much for your time. I appreciate talking to you today and, uh, We'll probably talk again soon. Yeah, thanks very much. Hopefully talk to you later on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.